Nick Abbott on LBC. Call 0345 6060 973. So more of your calls about the uh, p potential future of social media, uh, particularly under the um, auspices of Elon Musk. He's just bought Twitter. Uh, do you think it needs uh, improving or perhaps you think it needs closing down? 0345 6060 973. Uh, so that's coming up. But if first, let's jaunt to America and talk to LBC's US correspondent, Simon Marks. Simon. Nick. So it's a very uh, important week for American politics. Uh, tell us what's going to happen. Well, very big week ahead indeed, and one with a very uncertain outcome as the new week gets underway. Because remember, the midterm elections, uh, uh, it's election day on Tuesday. I mean, more than 40 million Americans have already cast their ballots in early voting. So I suppose it's more accurate to say that the midterm election campaign ends when voting closes on Tuesday night. And what we do not know is whether by Wednesday morning uh, we're going to have the final outcome of this election campaign. Remember that the U.S. Senate is split 50-50, uh, so the Republicans and the Democrats uh, need to strive to hang on to every single seat they've already got and pick up at least one more in order to secure control of that body. Uh, the Democrats have a narrow majority in the House of Representatives. The polling seems to suggest that the Republicans are likely to take control uh, of that lower house of congress and then there are the keys to 36 governor's mansions all over the country that are also up for grabs this is going to be as midterm elections always are a referendum on the president of the united states uh, in this case joe biden but unusually this is also going to be a referendum on his predecessor because donald trump uh, is obviously still an extremely uh, vibrant and voluble character uh, in American politics. He has been on the campaign trail just within the last couple of hours uh, backing Republican candidates down in Florida. The time to stand up to this growing left-wing tyranny is right now. You have to stand up right now. If you want to save your rights and liberties, you have to start by dealing a humiliating rebuke to the radical left maniacs that are running in this election. And as this campaign has <laughs> advanced, he has, I mean, his rhetoric about his opponents has uh, reached a place that is unrecognizable if you look at the Democratic Party of 2022. I mean, he's literally been arguing that they are trying to turn the United States into the Soviet Union through socialist programs, which, you know, whatever you think of the Democrats that are currently in power, there is no evidence to support the argument that they are socialist or vaguely emulating uh, the kind of central economic planning uh, that the Soviets engaged in. At the other end of the spectrum, we've seen Joe Biden uh, on the campaign trail in New York tonight. Interesting that he chose to go there. Uh, the governor of New York, which of course is North Normally a Democratic Party stronghold, Kathy Hochul, is in a tighter-than-expected re-election battle against her Republican opponent. Uh, and President Biden once again has been warning darkly that democracy is on the ballot. There's so much election denialism out there. So many uh, candidates among the Republicans, more than half the Republican candidates for national office, have embraced Donald Trump's argument, entirely false argument, claim of course, 
that the 2020 presidential election was illegitimate. Uh, and uh, President Biden tonight turned his attention to that uh, attack uh, just over a week ago in San Francisco uh, on uh, the husband of the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, uh, the assailant who has been accused with Mr. Pel- of Mr. Pelosi's attempted uh, homicide and also of uh, the attempted kidnapping of Nancy Pelosi, even though she was not present in California at the time, had left a trail of social media postings indicating that he had been influenced by Donald Trump's claims, uh, false claims about the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. Here's what pre- President Biden said within the last uh, 90 minutes or so. Nancy Pelosi's husband. Look, look, look what the Republicans said. Some of them making fun of it or making excuses. There's never been a time in my career when we've glorified violence based on a political basis. Now, President Biden has increasingly uh, been sounding the alarm, uh, warning Americans that democracy in the United States is on the edge of an abyss and that, as he puts it, this is the most important election uh, in anyone's lifetime. For generations, he says, this is the most critical election in terms of determining whether democracy survives in the United States. And yet, he's not offering any proposals whatsoever for overcoming uh, the denialism that the Republican Party uh, now engages in about the sanctity of the electoral process or any proposals for dealing with misinformation, to get back to the, the, the topic that you've been uh, discussing earlier in the hour. Nothing on the table whatsoever about regulating the social media companies, whether it's Facebook, uh, Elon Musk now running Twitter. Uh, I mean, there are talks about what happens with TikTok here, but that's entirely related to TikTok's Chinese ownership. It's not being driven by uh, the misinformation that you can find on any of these social media platforms. So it's a it's a pretty dissonant message to be presenting. We're on the edge of an abyss. We're on, as he put it earlier in the week, a path to chaos. And yet his only message in terms of how you avoid that path to chaos and deal with the crisis is to make sure that even if uh, you're not entirely thrilled with the way the Democrats have been running things in Washington, you need to turn up at the uh, polls and vote for Democrats so they can do more of it. I mean, it's, it's an odd approach to take, given that you claim the stakes are so incredibly high. And it's all about um, how people look on TV. Now... How he looks, Joe Biden, and how he sounds from the clip that you've just played mm. is, uh, there's no getting around it, he looks feeble. He looks enfeebled. He looks old, um, not entirely with it, not quite there. It's a difficult thing to vote for, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, the contrast on the campaign trail, and and you heard it there between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, but also the contrast that we've seen between Joe Biden and the previous uh, president that he served, Barack Obama. I mean, it's just been, it's been night and day. I mean, I've I've seen some videos of uh, Barack Obama lately, and he, 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 to me, looks like the most electrifying speaker in world politics, at least in the English language. Um, It's just so sad that, that people can't vote for him. Yeah, but, and I, but I think, you know, his appearances on the campaign trail undoubtedly fire up the base. And he's been all over uh, the place over the last week or ten days. Do they, really, or, do, or does it just um, really underline how, yeah. uh, the, the difference between Obama and Biden? 
Well, I think that's right. I think it cuts both ways because on the one hand, he really gins up the base and he persuades them that absolutely there are high stakes in this election and, and, and he makes them feel good about showing up to the rallies as well. He mm. pokes fun at uh, many of the things that Republicans have been saying and have been uh, threatening to do, including, you know, this plan to uh, impeach Joe Biden if they uh, secure control of both houses of Congress. And Obama the other night in uh, Michigan said, you know, they have this plan to impeach Joe Biden. And when you ask them, what are you going to impeach him for? Well, they don't know the answer to that yet. They're just sure they're going to find something. I mean, there is, that's not overblown. That is an accurate reflection of what some of these Republican candidates are saying. Well, it's like, not... Sorry to interrupt, but it's like um, uh, Marlon Brando in, in the, the Wild Ones. Uh, what are you going to impeach him for? What do you got? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly that. And it's not just Biden that they're talking about going after. And this is where things will get very serious here in Washington in January if indeed uh, the Republicans control just the House of Representatives, never mind the, the Senate. They'll have the power from January immediately to shut down that congressional investigation into the uh, January the 6th assault by Donald Trump's conspiracy theory believing mob. They will have the power to launch investigations into what what they claim is the witch hunt against, uh, you know, their putative leader, Donald Trump. Uh, they've threatened to haul the FBI director, the uh, attorney general, uh, the secretary of Homeland Security and many other top officials up to Capitol Hill. Indeed, at one point, the man who's likely to be Speaker of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, said openly to the attorney, directed a message to the attorney general of the United States, Merrick Garland, and said, keep your diary clean clear in January. We're going to be keeping you busy. So we could be heading down a completely different set of investigative avenues than those that we've witnessed uh, with Nancy Pelosi uh, controlling things uh, here in Washington, D.C. But the real, I think, danger is actually between now and then, because if we wake up on Wednesday morning And some of these races in the most closely fought states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, uh, Arizona, a couple of others out there, Nevada, maybe, if, if they are absolutely neck and neck in the races for the Senate, in some of those states, automatic recounts will be triggered. And then we all have to ask ourselves, let's say that future control of the Senate hinges on whether Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania or his Democrat opponent John Fetterman wins the seat and it goes into recount territory. Or possibly even there has to be a, a rerun of the election because the, the, uh, the outcome is so close. Is this country going to be sufficiently resilient to get through that without confrontation, unrest and the threat of violence, given that we know that the minute they start sifting through postal votes or talking about recounts, Donald Trump and his supporters will be out there making uh, allegations of electoral fraud, even if, as we saw in 2020, they have absolutely no facts to back those allegations up. It means we are definitely sailing into very dangerous waters unless the election is such a landslide for one party or the other that uh, there can be no dispute about its outcome. And that, based on the polling that we've seen over the last several months, seems very unlikely. Well, it it does seem also very unlikely that Joe Biden is going to uh, keep hold of the House of Representatives because only Bill Clinton, George W. Bush Mm. and Franklin D. Roosevelt 
in the history of American presidents have gained more seats in the midterms in the House of Representatives. Every single other president in history has lost seats. But having um, established that, Roosevelt lost seats and won the presidency twice more. Eisenhower lost seats and won again. Reagan lost seats and won the presidency again, as did Clinton, Bush Jr. and Barack Obama. So even if they... Even if the Democrats do lose seats this week, it's not necessarily over for um, a, a Democrat White House. No, it's not over. It certainly will become uh, increasingly complex for President Biden to get very much done legislatively. I mean, it will be easier if the Democrats retain control of the Senate and lose control of the House, because you can still get some things accomplished uh, if you're controlling the upper chamber uh, of the uh, the Assembly. Uh, but also one has to look, and to come back to this issue of, uh, you know, Joe Biden's age and his performance, particularly when it gets later in the day rather than earlier, you know, if they lose the House of Representatives, if, if they only lose the House of Representatives, the first question that every single reporter in this town is going to be asking Joe Biden is, are you still really planning to run for re-election in 2024? Mm. Now, up until now, he has simply said that it is his intention to run. He did let it be known within the last few days that they there have been planning meetings behind the scenes of the White House, uh, attended by the First Lady, uh, Jill Biden, aimed at charting the beginnings of a re-election strategy. Uh, but, you know, whether those meetings amount to very much, I think, is an open question. And everything will be determined by the outcome of these midterms. Because if they lose the House of Representatives and maybe also lose the Senate, he won't just be seen as a lame duck uh, by voters. He'll be seen as a lame duck by his fellow Democrats. And there's already massive jockeying going on behind the scenes. I mean, it's not inevitable that Kamala Harris would become the presidential nominee. She has been less popular as a surrogate uh, for the president appearing on the campaign trail supporting Democratic candidates than, for example, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who's the, 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 um, the, the member of the Biden team. Every Democrat wants to hit the campaign trail uh, alongside. Really? So you're going to see a free-for-all within the Democratic Party if Joe Biden concedes that actually he suffered such a setback uh, that he can't uh, advance his apparent plan. Uh, even now, he's the oldest sitting president in U.S. history. But if he can't advance his current plan to seek re-election, then there's going to be open season within the Democratic Party to replace him. Now, none of this would matter if you were worth $1.9 billion. <laughs> it's the biggest um, jackpot in lottery history, and it just keeps rolling over. This is the Powerball uh, and it's up to, like I said, $1.9 billion. The last ticket uh, that would have been a winner was uh, for numbers 28, 45, 53, 56, 59, 69, with a red Powerball of 20, which coincidentally is the exact same numbers that I would have picked. So are you saying I should not pick those numbers because that was the last win winning ticket? <laughs> well, I'm saying that do you actually have to buy a ticket to win? Because I promise you those were the, t those were the numbers that I was going to choose. <laughs>
I, I'm afraid you do have to buy a ticket to win. I have not bought one, although the conversation around the dinner table tonight suggested that the family collectively thinks we ought to get one, although I did point out that the odds of winning are currently 292 million to one yeah. and will presumably grow the more people run out tomorrow to the news agents to buy a Powerball That's ticket. That's right, yeah. Uh, I think the prize on Saturday that no one won was 1.6 billion, so now with all the additional sales that have been made over the weekend, the the uh, the the chest the, the treasure chest goes up to one point nine billion, um, which is a, buy... a, a staggering amount of uh, it is money. Stag- not, really. not enough apparently to buy Twitter, but um, if you, uh, <laughs> but certainly enough uh, to well, uh, not uh, to buy Twitter now. Give it give it a couple <laughs> exactly, of months. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but in but... America, you pay tax on yes. your winnings, so yes. it would be, and and also you can choose a lump sum or a yearly amount. Now, if you get a lump sum, I've done I've done some maths. If you get the lump sum, it would be nine hundred and twenty-nine million. Correct. But you pay federal tax on that, which I believe is twenty-four percent. And then in some states, you would pay extra tax on the remaining sum, which yeah. would lower the prize to only four hundred and seventy million dollars, which makes it really not worth buying a ticket in the first place. Not even worth picking up. Now you can take it as an annuity over thirty years. And I did the sums, and that comes down to, I think, $63 million a year for 30 years. But you'd then be paying still the federal tax and the state tax, unless you're lucky enough to live in a place like Alaska, where there's no state tax. So if you were an Alaska resident and you won the winning ticket, you would only have to pay Uncle Sam the tax, the federal government, because the local government wouldn't be collecting any. But in in that instance, you would unfortunately be living in Alaska. (laughs) Yes, that that, that is where it is definitely the wrong time of year to be up there. Um, I mean, the numbers are eye-watering. And let's see whether anybody uh, is uh, lucky enough uh, to pull this in uh, when... uh, I think it's Monday, right? The next draw. I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow night, right? Right. Well, you better get out there and buy it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And I wish you the best of luck. Well, if I, if I, I'll be back next week if I don't win. Right. I think you were almost about to say you were going to give me 10% of your winnings (laughs) if you do. I I think that's what you were about to say. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Simon. Simon Marks, the US correspondent for LBC. This is LBC. Coming up at one on LBC, Darren Adam. What does it say about Rishi Sunak that he's so indebted to Gavin Williamson that he has to find a cabinet job for the whining, entitled, imbecilic, bullying man-baby? Darren Adam on LBC.